Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm bringing you a mashup of some of my favorite interviews with different stars in the adult industry. That's right, porn stars. Topics include all the oral sex tips from someone who likes to give fellatio and condolingus. What it really means to explore polyamory and non-monogamy. Porn, what it's like to be in the adult industry and the differences between on and off screen sex. And the art of creating a threesome because there is an art to it. All this and more. Thanks for listening. So a while back, Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick from the Skinny Confidential podcast were in here as guests on the show. And we instantly bonded over two of my favorite things, podcasting and lube. So they told me they'd been working on an all-natural coconut oil-based lube they asked if I wanted to try. I mean, duh, of course. So they sent me some and oh my God, I was blown away. This is literally the smoothest and greatest smelling oil-based lube I've ever tried. It's called Woo More Play Coconut Love Oil. And I'm telling you, I've literally been dying to introduce this stuff to you. I'm happy to say that Woo is now an official part of the Sex with Emily family. Let me get into why Woo More Play is so amazing. First off, they start with organic virgin coconut oil. And the only other ingredients are vanilla essence, beeswax, and stevia. That's it. No synthetics, nothing. And if that feeling and taste weren't enough to make you want to try it, Woo's coconut oil is naturally rich in antioxidants, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, antifungal, and the beeswax is there to soften your skin. And I'm telling you guys, after you use this lube, you don't have to like wipe anything off. Like some lubes can become sticky, but your skin gets so soft after it. And the vanilla and stevia, they round things out and it has this super sensual taste and scent. I have to say, it's like the perfect storm of lube ingredients. It's amazing. So you know I'm a lube connoisseur, so you can trust me here. Woo is the real deal. To try it for yourself, just go to woomoreplay.com and enter code EMILY to save 15%. That's W-O-O-M-O-R-E-P-L-A-Y.com and use code EMILY. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast. God, there's so many places to listen right now. As you know, we love when you subscribe. And you can also catch me Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Sirius XM Radio. Stars 109. For even more awesome sex talk, calls, all the things, you can get a free subscription. Try it out. Sexwithemily.com slash SXM. M, as always, all social media, it's at Sex with Emily across the board. And I hope you guys enjoy this mashup show. I sure had fun recording it. Oh, we've got Skin Diamond here. Hello. Hi, Skin Diamond. She is so sexy and beautiful. And Skin Diamond, I actually, when I first met you at the uh, X-Biz Awards. Yes. But I've known about you because you were also at AVN Awards and mm-hmm. you won like, what didn't you win? Um, so she's a porn star, a nude model, born in the United States, raised in Scotland. Um, and you won this year. Okay, so you 12 
you've been nominated for 12 AVN Awards, mm-hmm. six X-Biz Awards, five Urban X Awards, um, X-Biz Best Supporting Actress, Best Surprise Female Performer of the Year. So, okay, Skin Diamond, beautiful woman. I always like to ask women, bisexuals, women, who've been with a lot of women, what you find, like, is there anything, when you hook up with women, any good tips that you have, like oral sex tips about going down on women? I feel like women know best. Oral sex tips, I think um, taking it slow, lots of teasing, like not, like, kissing around the pussy. Right. And, because then it's, and, like, biting the, the inside, like, just little nibbles, nibbles. and stuff. And just taking things really slowly like it's not a race you can take your time to explore if you know you're doing something right. and she makes a noise then keep doing keep it keep going with the noise right she's <laughs> yeah. moaning that's a good thing doesn't like, mean she's hungry yeah right. it's i think it's yeah just taking your time and enjoying it and because then you feel and when you're with men do you feel i'm sure you're probably with men who are more experienced in porn but in real day-to-day life do you find that men a lot of times i was trying to say this to my guy friend the day he's like what do you mean guys aren't good i'm like there's a lot of men who just don't they don't get oral sex they try or either they're not into it or they mm-hmm. don't really know what they're doing i think that because every vagina is different so they you have to learn you have to pay attention you have to like focus on is she moaning is she moving how's how's her body changing you know and they mm-hmm. just don't pay attention to it at all well it's it's even even guys like every guy likes it a little different right, too same same so i i think that's that's the key you have to take it slow because you have to read the person and right. figure out what they like and then once you know then you can just like the the next time or whatever you can just go for it but right. especially the first time it's like it's so I, that's why I love sex because it's different with everyone right so it's it's always new it's always exactly. fresh exactly and it should constantly be that way that's what you know I'd say one of the, the the main points I make on the show over and over again is that your sex life should be expansive if you're in a, mm-hmm. if you're in a committed relationship and it it should be something that's constantly growing that you're challenging that you're challenging each other and you're doing new things and you're raising the level mm-hmm. and I don't mean raising the level to craziness I just mean you're trying new things and it's exciting and it's it's like this beautiful thing and so many people have so many troubles with it and they mm-hmm. just kind of get stagnated and it is a beautiful thing and we're all like we wouldn't be here without sex I, mean, I think it's a miracle I think one of the, the the easiest ways to figure out is like just dirty talk now I know the guy that I'm dating, like he really wants to have a threesome because like I'll talk to him about it during so like when right. we're together and be like, oh, so you want to see me and and like buried in another girl and and, right. and he loves it. So now I'm like, well, now we have to have a threesome. Are you going to? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to um, find one of my porno friends. Oh my God, that's his dream. <laughs> I know so many. Right, I'm sure. <laughs> he's never done it won't before. Be he's never had a threesome. No. So he'll be his first. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so fun. fun. Do you like having threesomes? I do. I think... Um, um, they're they're always a little bit trickier though because there's the danger of someone feeling left exactly. out. So I actually prefer orgies because then there's more people to play with. If somebody's feeling left out, you can be like, oh, well, I'm going to go over here. And <laughs> right, exactly. No, it is true. It's so true that I always say it's almost better when you have a threesome if you're not all attached. Like if it's a couple and then you bring someone else in, it can, it can be, be so tricky because yeah. like, who's going to cuddle with at the end of the night or who's going to finish off or, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot. I mean, just that's just one of the minor things, but it is true that it can get sticky. Like couples who think we're going to have a threesome and it's going to save our relationship. No, 
You have to have like a really solid ground, really great communication mm-hmm. before you bring in a third partner. So I want to go back to you orgasm quickly because mm-hmm. I, I don't. I orgasm, but not as quickly. And I, I, I'm very envious of people like you. So have you always, like, when did you start masturbating? Um... I remember masturbating with, remember those little braiding device, hair braiding twisty devices that yes, you would get? Yes. I remember masturbating with that because I would turn it on and it would vibrate a little right. bit. So I'd use the handle. How did you know though? Like how old were you? Um, I was young. I must have been like, I don't know, like 11 Right, or and something. you just knew that. Cause you- I was, uh, <laughs> I saw something I may maybe shouldn't have at a very young age. So I, I already had the the right, want for sex. Right. Yeah. But I just like I remember the first time I like masturbated with just my fingers and like I had an orgasm and the I was first like time? and I was and I was like, Oh, was was that it? Because I wasn't sure. You right. mean when you first Yeah, you don't know. So know. was it is it clitorally or G spot or everything you orgasm? Um, it's a little bit of everything. I can I I don't know. I I have really strong Kegel muscles too. Right? Did you so do Kegel exercises? I've been doing those since before I knew what they were. Wow! So like maybe seven, because, because I would <laughs> when I was young, I used to have this weird complex about peeing, and I would always hold it because oh. I'd be playing or whatever, and I didn't want to go. So right. I would, but by holding it, yes. I was like strengthening my Kegel muscles, and then I noticed that if if I needed to pee. And I mis- like worked my kegels. I could actually have an orgasm without having to touch oh myself. My so like I'd be on the bus or whatever, just like silently, right, silently, really, really happy bus ride home. Yeah. Well, kegel exercises are so important if you don't know what they are. I have an iPhone app actually called Kegel Camp. Oh really? Yeah. That's and awesome. every day it pops up on your phone. There's like a little reminder, and it says time for you can set it any time of day, and it's five minutes a day, and it's my voice that walks you through it. And there's 20 levels, so people get to like oh. they get harder and harder levels and people get to level 20 and like men women and they have stronger orgasms because mm-hmm. of it and i'm like everyone needs to do it mm. like they don't understand but i love that you naturally did it so it you're just naturally born difference. for this it's true <laughs> do you do them during sex yes i do that's how um when i when i'm working if the director is like okay we need you to have an orgasm usually the girls have to fake it because i mean who can come on command right. if you're a woman right but for me it's it's a lot easier because i can just work my kegels and right. i can kind of force myself to come exactly which is a great tip for women if you do have a hard time orgasming during intercourse i'm telling you download my app or just do it yourself i think just the thing about my app that's unique is that just it reminds you because they say do them in a traffic light do them where mm. you go no one remembers so it's i'm like, doing mine right now right make, 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 <laughs> okay, and just five minutes and you will see like within a month that you are having stronger orgasms and you can do it mm. during sex but I, for me too when I want to or when I feel like it's coming but it's you know when you feel like you're about to orgasm and you're not like I just do my kegels and it's mm-hmm. like boom and it happens so Big you know what fan. else is a really what? good trick that well this is this I I do this accidentally I hold my breath when I'm coming and but it's it's almost like a form of breath play because when you're lightheaded because of the air deprivation, it makes the orgasms feel even cooler. Oh wow, that's a good one. I like it. So because a lot of women hold their breath the whole time they're having sex, and I often think that that ha- that prevents them from having orgasm. But you do mm-hmm. it right before. Yeah, I, I I do it as I'm coming. And which is why I think I, I'm always so out of it after sex because right. I'm like, right, you're like, a, I come so many can times. Can you multiple <laughs> orgasms? I always do. It's weird. I'm very, very lucky. I realize that I'm I know, very yeah, lucky. Like I kind of want, want you to leave right now. But um, so, right, do you ever use sex toys? I pretty much use a Hitachi religiously. I actually just recently broke mine. I need to oh, get a new one because I use it so much. 
I have an amazing woman sitting here in the studio with me. Um, Nina Hartley. Hello. Hello. Yay, I love the clapping. That's amazing. She, <laughs> Anina is, if you don't know, which I can't imagine because everyone knows who Nina is, I feel, uh, American pornographic act- actress, director, sex educator, feminist, author. You've been in how many films? In about 900. 900 films. Ish-ish. And you're still doing films. Oh, absolutely. And everything. You're activist. You've done so many things. And I'm, I'm so in awe of your career and all the amazing things you've done. And we're going to talk about sex tonight. I mean, <gasps> sex with Emily. Really? But I if love anyone, that. I always feel like topic. I should. I know. How about that? Is isn't it awesome? I know. And we're going to get into the stuff, all the things that you've ever wanted. Ask Nina. And I feel like so many of my listeners, they need tips. They need advice like for keeping their their relationships interesting and how to have a spicy sex life. And I love oral sex tips. I always ask my guests. And I feel like you would have really good oral sex tips oh, for women yes. and for men. Oh, so yes. we're going to get into that. You know, sexy voice. Yeah. And Anderson, are you paying attention? Are you Anderson? Are you there? Um, so I'm here with Anderson as well. And um, he's making everything run smoothly. I make things sound good. You make things sound pretty. You're, and you're not just a pretty you face yourself. make you sound pretty. Thank as you. does Nina. And I just make sure that the levels are good. That's all I, I know, do. but you're doing good. Okay. So, Nina. Yes. I don't even know. I was like, Nina, I mean, I think there's so many things that Nina can talk about. And so, I feel like, tell me what you're up to now. So, oh, first, well, yeah, tell me what, what's going on in your life now that you're excited about. What are you working on? Nina.com, um, which is amazing you have that URL. Right, yeah. Nina.com is uh, my... Um, my Website. pay site and, it, and it's triple X I do need to I've been doing this 32 years since I started dancing and 30 years in porn and I am now old enough to have children in their 30s but as I tell the young people with whom I work you know I'm old enough to be your mother but I'm no one's mother so it's not creepy <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so um, I want I have been working putting more energy into branching out just uh, in terms of talking and teaching uh, because I've been a feminist my whole life, and so I remember the early days of the conversation about pornography and sex and sexuality and sexual expression from the 70s, and now I have 40 years' perspective on how's that working for you. Right, exactly. So I'm the age of a lot of young people's parents, and so, but I'm, but, but I'm not a parent, so they, so I'm not icky. Right. So I wanted, I wanted to give back to the community. I want to talk to young adults um, about what I wish I'd known about sex when I was their age. What is so? When you say young, you're talking about people in their twenties. I'm talking any, eight, with, for, okay. for for me, eighteen to thirty. I could e- I'm fifty four. I could easily have a thirty year old child. Yeah, without right. without it being weird. Right. And if I'd had a child right out of high school, that person would be thirty. I two of my favorite playmates were born the year I graduated graduated high school and they're 35 it right. blows my mind but i see them as peers because they're what do you mean your playmates people that you play with have sex with right i i, I am um i am not a monogamous person and okay. i'm also queer so i have a large circle of poly um, poly bi queer non-monogamous right polymorphously perverse <laughs> exactly um, but uh, so I live a, I live a very sexually open lifestyle and what people get confused about who are not this wired this way is that they could choose open with um, anarchic with like no rules at all right. and what it really is it's a, it's a kind of sexual orientation that works best when you keep it within people of your like orientation right. so the people with whom I play and for me play is almost always some kind of sexual intention mm-hmm. if not actual genital contact 
are people who share my sexual values, my sexual outlook. Most of my overlaps sexual philosophy enough that we can cohabit the same space and share some kind of mutual good time. And I don't try to do that with people whose sexual values and boundaries don't mesh with mine. And the biggest thing I could tell anybody as a young adult is figure out what and this is something you can do alone while reading. You don't even have to do it with anybody. It's just something inside yourself. What do I seem to be? I'm strongly pulled toward monogamy. I'm strongly pulled toward non-monogamy, but I feel guilty about it because of what I've been told. So am I really monogamous and wanting a fantastical dream? Or am I actually a non-monogamous person burdened with guilt? Hmm. So we have to investigate. Exactly. So and on and on. So my playmates, and they're 35, and they're born the year I graduated high school. It's like, get the F out of Dodge. Right, oh, exactly. my God. But, but, but I, feel as, I feel more alive than ever. I wouldn't go back and be 35 again if you paid me, because at 35, I was entering the most unhappy period of my first marriage, okay. where I was craziest and most absolutely... So I've been unhappily married. I'm happily married now. And I have, I have insight I can impart to people. Um, you know, and also the whole thing about personal responsibility. Stop right. feeling like such a victim. I'm sure you talk about that with yes. people all the time. Yes. Feeling like a victim in their own life, in their own. Especially when it comes life. to sex. Poor right. me, poor me. And, you know, pull up your big, pull up your big, big person panties. Right, exactly. And, uh, and we're not talking about actually having been victimized, obviously. We're not talking about violence. No, but, but we're right, talking about where, who, you know, what you do, what you do exactly. when you're crazy. You keep exactly. picking the wrong partners. Oh you have God. this pattern that you act out again and again. You realize, and after the third time, it is you. Exactly. <laughs> like, what's the common denominator here? Oh, okay, it's me. I know. I fully blame myself for all of my mistakes now. Like, I think it's so funny about my relationships. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my pattern. And people don't stop and they, they don't stop and look at themselves. But I think it's interesting. So you've been, have you always known that you were non-monogamous or when you were in yes. the mayor? Okay. If, well, if I'd had the words in high school, um, I would have recognized that I was a um, as to quote Reed Mahalko, a poly by slut. But I, I love I, Reed. Reed, mm, right. We love you, Reed. Yes. We love you, Reed. <laughs> Read about sex. Um, and I never had a monogamous fantasy in my life. I always fantasized about them. I never fantasized about him. And I always felt strange about that. So when it comes to sex, I feel like Spock. I just never... and. If you have friends who are very, very strongly gay, they'll tell you, oh, I knew from first grade. Oh, I right. knew since I was five years old. Oh, absolutely. And and you know people like that. Yeah, absolutely. I am not... So my sexuality is as strong and inbred, inborn in me as their gayness. But because it, I didn't have language for it, I didn't know that it had to do with or, um, relational orientation. Right. Or because poly is and monogamous is separate from gay or kinky or bisexual and it says, it says right. how do you want to run your romantic life and i'm very happy i need a wide variety of people with whom i can be sexual and i have a husband and people will say nina if you're why be married if you're not going to be monogamous right and i say well my husband's my through partner so all the sex i have is intentional right we negotiate it. We are doing it deliberately. It's not because someone got drunk. So each time I'm with someone, that's a beautiful bead. Maybe this is a carved ivory bead. Or this is a Murano glass bead. Or this is a Hopi Indian bead. And I string all those beads on the through relationship I have with my husband. And they, for me, that balances out. Right. And is he also, Is he? does he see other people as well? Or? Nothing seriously. Um, I'm... I'm polyamorous. He's non-monogamous. Okay, <laughs> but but the orientations work well enough that that um, we can we can make it work. My my primary when I got out of my first marriage, I knew, 
I knew that I would be single until I was dead and have cats and lovers before I would ever consent again to be with a possessive partner. I've been struggling with my guilt over wanting a non-possessive partner for so long. And I'm struggling over my guilt about desiring multiple people because person A would get so hurt that I I expressed an interest in person B because person A felt that my interest in person B therefore meant less for him or her. And or you like B because you don't like me. You like B because I'm deficient. It's like, no, I like A and B. And, and there's enough for everyone, and right? From as a poly person, A is A is A. Nothing else can be A, and nothing else can be. You, and you can't. They don't compete. Exactly. So, I, if there's a, for example, another slender, attractive, accomplished, intelligent young brunette woman over here um, who can rock the, uh, the the plaid pants, which I no longer bother trying to wear. Um, and if there's someone who, on the surface of it, looked a lot like you, I would not be confused because you're you. And she would be right. her. And so that so you vibrate this string in that harmonic resonance way and she right. and she can't pluck your string. Right, exactly. Only people you get or jealous you. and they're possessive and so I totally understand. Do you think that there's a lot of people do you find that would be non monogamous or polyamorous if they could, but they don't even think that's an option because they have to be monogamous or do you think really like a lot of people are, you know, assuming that they're just I think a lot of people think are mon- suffering through monogamy. Like I, like, I think monogamy is an honest orientation. I think a, a solid 20% of people are truly monogamous. Right. One partner is all they want and they're devoted their whole lives and it's not a burden and it, and it really, it's what, right. it's what they it's are. What they want. They chose it, it, right. They are it. Right. It's, it, 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 this is yeah. it. I fell, I, I met your mother when we were 15. I fell in love and never looked at another woman since. I've met enough couples like that to know that for some people is true. And then there is 20% of the people like me who are fully acclimated to a functioning, healthy, non-monogamous relational style and have a, a good partner and are okay with that. And the other 60% are struggling with some balance of it. So it's not that I think more people would be non-monog. I think more people could be more open and fluid than are now yeah. if it were considered an a healthy option. Right now, you know, monogamy is the only thing that's helpful, healthy and normal and mature and respectful. I would never put up with my partner. You you let him do what? Right. You let her do what? It's like not letting. Right. So clearly, I can't be with someone like you. And I and I tried that. I tried very hard. I fail at monogamy. I I completely I did too. I was I ended up being a cheater. Right. I ended up being a liar. I ended up withholding it was it was crazy. So but if what what I really was why I want to strangle them okay. uh, people and say, well, you know, I want other partners, but I don't want my partner to have anybody else. It's like, then you are too immature for this. You don't get to have right. the cookie. Right. Because this is a two way street. Exactly. Now because in our culture, people get stunted emotionally at very young ages around sexuality and pleasure and what do I get to have in the world? And then they grow up to be big people and they interact with another adult person and then a trigger gets, gets pushed. All of a sudden, they're, again, a very young child and they don't want to have to deal with their stuff. You have to do it first because I'm not going to. It's like... I right. thought I was dating a grown-up. Exactly. No, I understand. And I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. I, I myself, same thing. I Monogamy has... I, it's never worked for me, really. It never. And I, and, I, and I love hearing you 
say this because I still think I try to get into relationships where I am. Not that I haven't been in, but I, but I used to be a cheater. I'm not. I'm a form cheater because I don't mm-hmm. really commit. Now, and if I do, I'm like, okay, this is more open. But it's something that I never wanted from a young age. I'm never, never wanting it. And never I kept, but I kept thinking that. What's wrong with you for not yes, wanting it? I'm like, well, I'm, well, one day I'll want to get married. Well, one day I'll want to have kids. You know, it'll all happen. And I think it's so good. But no, no. I, at this point, it's just not going to happen. It, no. probably. I mean, I, mean, I, just, I not, kept I waiting. I relationships and it doesn't. Right. I kept waiting for the to want kids and it never I, the joke now is at the factory they forgot to wind my biological exactly. clock. Exactly. That's what I always say. I'm you like, know, I don't have one. I, don't don't have one. This, I love kids. I love, love them. love them. But let's go back to your child. So you grew up in Berkeley, mm-hmm. California, mm-hmm. Um, which I just moved to L.A. from San Francisco. So my heart is still in San oh, Francisco. So there, what yeah. was it go like? Go Niners! Go Niners. Growing up in Berkeley then, what were your parents like? Were they... Oh, my parents are totally alt. Um, my, father, sure. my, my father... My father... Uh, was uh, a blacklisted radio personality. So I grew up after he'd been blacklisted. He was oh, the okay. last people McCarthy got. And my mother, they had had a pretty modern marriage, and my mother was going back to school to get her master's, and she had a job too. And so I grew up in a very um, avant-garde, female breadwinner, male homekeeper okay. household 20 years before that was popular. So that was very difficult um, for right. everybody I'm involved. sure it must have been. So I was, I've, I was the youngest, and so I had a lot of... Um, uh, time to myself to pursue my own interests. My parents were all of the sixties deeply into therapy. All cut, girl. I right. can tell you everything. Ther- right, you got. It. Ah. And in, in nineteen sixty nine, they found Zen Buddhism and um, started studying that seriously. In nineteen seventy three, they quit. Uh, my mother quit her job and became they became full time students. And my mother is a senior priest at the Zen Center in San Francisco. Oh, she is. She and, still is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, so they found they. I'm so grateful because. Being 1969, it could have been est. It could right. have been Hare I was going to ask you if it was est. It could have been Scientology. Thank God it was Zen. No, that's oh, what I was going to say to you. Thank God. So then your parents are that. And then Excuse you, me. I'm sorry, guys. What is yeah. est? Oh, Earnhardt Seminar Training. If it I don't like know, a lot hippie, of No, I'm glad know. you're asking. It's the, it was this like hippie. It was the first cult of personality. I'm okay. You're an asshole. Is that what it was? Thing. You heard about things where they keep you in the in the room all day to you know when you're hungry and tired. You need to go to the bathroom to break your ego. Yeah, I mean it was like a <sighs> spiritual people. Remember like Landmark Forum? Have yes. you heard people do that no. now? Well, that, I think Landmark How Forum you, is a descendant of Est. It's kind of like what about par- the thing where people screamed? Like, that's that, primal scream therapy. My parents tried that. She's probably done everything. You know, Berkeley in the sixties. Berkeley in the sixties. I mean, seriously, like Ber- what else is that? Seriously, so, apparently that Tears for Fears song, shout, shout, let it all out, yeah. was all about that. Oh, was it? Didn't know. Are you just saying that? Or? No, no. I oh. really true. Really I, well, it, it does work. So I was so the doesn't the, the what's aren't so important as so yes. I was a lonely child. Yes, my parents feel very bad about that. Right. But the positive thing out of all of that is that they show by their example that you can. Their life had been upended by my father's blacklist and this, the plan they have right. for themselves. 165 miles an hour into the brick wall and so they showed me that you can a person can cast about and find the best way to make an honorable and meaningful life for yourself according to your own needs and for a proto-queer kid who didn't know that word yet, it was very, very liberating because part of what they also looked at was sexuality. And then there was a feminist movement where I got all the, some of the source material because of these brand new ideas. And so there was, before the anti-pornography feminist took over the whole branch of, the whole wing of feminism, there was actually quite open discussion about um, sex workers' rights and 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 when women's bodies is beautiful. It was this really great, very, so it was very empowering that the, the thinking about, right, exactly. but I was younger enough that it wasn't, I wasn't fully an adult. I didn't, I hadn't 
become an adult in that environment. So I was reading people's projections on a utopian way of being around sexuality young enough that I grew into it. Um, and you lived it, and, and you were I, living I it now. It. And if, I, if I'd had a little more F-U-U-F-ing-F, I would have not put up with some of what I put up with. I was a, I was a bit, I was a bit, uh, co- bit? <laughs> I was quite codependent for a number of years. Okay. And so in my secret mind, I wanted to be braver like Betty Dotson in right. my real life. I just couldn't quite break that pattern until I finally did at 40. It's like, oh, I'm holding myself back. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we come back even more porn talk. So, Jamie, I've been thinking. Mm-hmm. Picking a new toy is kind of like finding a partner. I mean, if you're going to spend that much time together in the bedroom, you got to know if it's the right one. That's very true. I never right? really looked at it like I that. I know. And there's so many to choose from now. Oh and there's God. the whole like bigger, better deal around the corner. People say that about dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, is this person going to be better? But when you narrow it down to the right toys, those are the only ones we talk about here. Exactly. Because it matters. I don't want you guys to make a mistake. That's why we're so excited to welcome Cal Exotics to the podcast and to the show. They're one of the very first founders of the American toy industry and they still run, it's still run by the woman who started it. She's awesome. So they definitely know how to get your needs met. And they're they're a cool company. Like when we went to Sex Toy Expo and they were there, they had a tiki bar set up and they're just very inviting and they were... Jamie loved their free drinks. <laughs> I did, but it was like everyone no, was No, they're nice so there. cool. They're like very a quality, nice. like quality brand. They have luxurious toys. Okay, so their new Pave line. Oh, so pretty. You guys, they're gorgeous. Like this is the kind of toy you legitimately, it's a great gift for your friends, for your partner. It's like they're bright turquoise, kind of like a Tiffany's box. Mm-hmm. And it's like what you've been wanting, but even better, honestly. Like I got something from Tiffany's once and the best part was opening the box. Well, yeah, because then I it's mean, just a it bracelet. was like some weird. It wasn't even. It was like a keychain. But the point is, <laughs> just the thing about the box. But mm-hmm. these toys, you open the box, and then they have little diamonds on them. Like they have little, not real diamonds, obviously, but that would be a million dollars for the vibrator. But <laughs> like, like they're just so cute. The Pave Maryland. It's a dual motor rabbit massager adorned with crystals and offering thirty-five sensational vibrations. That's settings. a lot. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. I mean, don't ever tell me you're getting bored there in the bedroom. If you have 35 settings, what else do you need me to tell you? To tell I'm taking with? a week off, by the way, Emily. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm taking the week off. I don't care if you guys stay here and try toys while I'm out of town. But, um, okay, you guys, if you also want a more controlled way to play with your partner, the Pave Diana is the perfect travel size vibe to get it done. So, oh, maybe I'll bring that one on my trip. Oh, yeah, because you're leaving. I'm leaving. You should see the toys I'm traveling with. And this is one of them. So if you always want to treat yourself to one of these incredible toys or get one as a gift, this is the thing. If you like, I've been wanting to get one with my partner, but she might be weird about it. These are beautiful and amazing and reasonably priced. Check out the full Pave line of toys by going to sexwithemily.com slash Calex. That's sexwithemily.com slash C-A-L-E-X. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. 
How would you introduce yourself, Joanna Angel, if um, you had to do it on your own? If I had to do it on my own, I know, I'm I'm Joanna Angel. <laughs> I'm a I'm a director and a porn star. I call myself a porn entrepreneur. Porn entrepreneur. Yeah, I love it. You yeah. are a porn entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Right. Kind of do like a little of everything in the adult industry. I love it. I masturbate a lot, but if my if I do see my husband masturbating, I'm like, what the fuck? You do? What's wrong with me? Huh? Do you do that? I do. I do. Dude, this is what we're telling women not to do. Oh, okay. Well, I do it. You get, <laughs> you get mad at him? I do. Because what? You're like, because, okay, okay. Because you're every. But you like know, every, I have to say my husband's no, My husband actually mean, doesn't masturbate that much because he does porn. So right, but, between doing porn and satisfying me. But <laughs> do you really feel like that sperm could have been mine? Or yeah, what do you feel? I do. Are you trying to get I pregnant? Do. No. Okay. No. Just like in general, you yeah, feel I like. I just want it because I'm a bitch. Right. <laughs> So you're like, how dare you yeah. masturbate without me? Because I would have had sex with you right now. But yeah. you understand then for men that it. they need that relief no, on their own I understand. as well. Stress and my reliever. husband, he does porn. So it's totally different. That you is know, so his, funny. his sperm schedule, it, people don't understand how difficult it is to date, you know, like Tell a me about performer, that. you know, like it, it's a whole thing, you know, because if he's... But you were the performer first. I and was. Then you I got him, him in the industry. You pushed and then, him in, and, and now it's like, annoying. Yeah, and now it's it, it's the sex isn't annoying, and I love our life. You know, like it's it's fun. But sometimes, like I mean, the sex he has on camera is not what I, you know. But it's just it's the scheduling that I kind of forgot about because this, I guess this is my second time. <laughs> with a, you know, I dated another male performer for a really long time, and yeah, I kind of did. forgot about this part. You know, right? Um, but it's like it's pretty common. You know, when a man I don't know how many most people don't know this when a man has to has to come on camera, you know, like he, he can't have wild sex the night before. Right. He just can't. Some of them can. It's rare. Right. My Maybe husband, if they're 20. Well, yeah, exactly. Maybe if they're 20 or they're just, right. I don't know. I find that Europeans are like born with a different chem- sexual chemical I'm makeup and they're Europe. capable of doing anything. I don't know. It's just different. Right. But even here's <laughs> some of that. But for the most part, you know, like he can't, he can't have a wild night of sex the night before and it's like, like baseball players you usually, too, right? exactly you usually don't know your schedule till the day before it's pretty common for a director to be like oh your call time tomorrow is this it's 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 rare for a right. porn director to actually give you your info a week before so it's kind of like as soon as we know his info the next day we have to like schedule our sex, sex. <laughs> and then <laughs> which is funny sometimes you know so if he's got to be on set at eight o'clock in the morning like we're not going to be able to bone the right. night before, but and we'll know that like if he has to be on eight, eight, on set at eight o'clock in the morning the next day after that, we'll know that like we have to have sex as soon as he gets home from work that day, or it's probably because not going to wait, happen. Like, right? Yeah, he kind of needs like a good twelve hours to like refill the tank, that makes you sense. know, or like we'll have sex. I mean, we've gotten kind of creative. Like a lot of it's just like he can't come. You know, a lot of times he'll go down on me for a while. Oh, and we'll, perfect! And we'll have, like I know you can't yeah, come, but <laughs> yeah, but I can. <laughs> right. So like we'll have sex for like. You know, for like until he's like almost there, and then we'll kind of stop. You know, and then he'll go down on me, and then we kind of switch around. People don't realize how much we sacrifice just so he I'm can sure. give the world <laughs> a beautiful is performance. Is he on your site you know? as well? Yeah, he- yeah, yeah. Okay. So I mean, we perform together, and he performs, oh my god, yeah. that's hot! It's a thing. It's really it's like being an athlete. You know, it's right. different for women. We just. We, we can keep coming and coming and coming. I'm never like, oh, I've came too want. many times, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I can like 16 times. Can do whatever. Okay, yeah. here's my question, especially during masturbation. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry if I'm no, no, I can, I can dedicate <laughs> but, a whole show to that. But here's my question for you, anyway. a quick question for you, is that 
I want to know since he's so you've been in porn for yeah, 12 forever, years, yeah, 15 years, 50 years. Yeah. So he's new to porn. He, yeah, he's about but two you've years been now. together for a while. So yeah, I'm we've been together for five how, years. How he's changed sexually or how your sex life has changed since he's gotten into porn, if at all. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that is a way besides to that. Yeah, besides but the I mean scheduling, we used to I just mean pleasure. I mean, I'm not going to be like, like, he knows that he would, I made him more aggressive. In bed, you know. You taught I, him how to be more aggressive. I did, I did. Through- I mean, I basically taught him how to fuck like a porn star before he even became a porn star, just for my own personal how benefit. Give because me an it's example. Kind of just what I need. Right, right. Give me an <laughs> example. Really, when fuck we, like a porn star, yeah. like how you? Well, yeah, like a lot. Of like porn. just a lot of like the porn stars that I really like and that I connect with in scenes. You know, we we give each other a lot of eye contact. We like talk dirty to each other a lot. You know, just a lot of like. Just a, a lot of just very a lot of it just comes from confidence, you know. I'm just like, like you know, when you're when you're with someone in bed yep. and like they don't really know what to do and they know it's like just pick something and do it okay, and like commit is, to it. Okay, you know? so wait, like, Joanna, I, this is I can't tell you how many men you're going to be helping in this moment oh, who I are hope so I'm people. <laughs> no, listen to me. What I'm saying is, I want to go back to this. You're saying that just pick it. So I think guys are going. Do I take off her shirt now? Do I do this? You're no, like, I yeah, don't care what you Let your body do. guide you. You know, let your penis guide you. Let your libido guide you. Like, just be like, oh, I really want to see her tits and grab her tits. Whether that means her shirt's on or her shirt's off, it doesn't matter. Like, if you want to grab her tits, just grab her tits. You know, like, just kind of like let your body like guide you and just, just do it. You what know? about and men like, who are so and it's worried not about consent about, and they're worried about women saying, could you say I mean, grab? Yeah. It could be touch. It could be it touch. Could be, yeah. You never touch I mean, your look, boobs. It could be just, a, but just focus on her boobs right. in that moment. Yeah, I mean, I think once two people, I mean, it, that's a difficult thing because you don't want to violate um, any kind of consent, but you also don't want to be like overthinking that well, the right. entire no, time. I'm just trying to walk sex. the line here. So, right. But so remember, I, Joanna's I a porn. She knows what kind yeah. of sex she likes. But what you're saying is to guys, get out of your head and get into your body. Yeah. And just be like, yeah. if you want it, like tell her, even just tell her, like, God, you're so hot. And I want to grab you and then yeah, do it. If she doesn't do say it. no, and she's yeah. like, she yeah, obviously, when she says no, you stop, you know. Right, but, but if she's think, like, wow, I, because I know for me, like, like feel out the like, other, you know, person's energy. And a lot of people think fucking like a porn star just means really long and really hard and really fast, but it's, it's not necessarily, it's what the intensity. It okay, tell me. I think it's the intensity. Like, I think for me personally, yeah. There's different types of porn scenes and the ones that I'm always like, yes, that was amazing. Whether I'm directing it and performing it, it's when you just feel this like really intense energy, this really intense physical connection. Siri, hi. hi. We're so excited. Okay, so tell me about you how I know oh God, we gotta get we gotta get we gotta just get through like how you got started. I mean you started mm-hmm. just how many years ago now? Two and a half. Okay. And you've already like taken off and done so well. How did you first get into this business? It was actually like an a goal of mine from even when I was like I knew that I wanted to do adult films when I was 19 and I was in my first semester of college and it was something that I was like, I really want to do that. I put it on the back burner because I wanted to finish school. So as soon as I was done with college, I moved out here the first chance I got, um, drove through across the country in from January, where? Uh, from Texas, okay. that's where I'm from, um, made a pit stop at the AVN show in January in Vegas to do networking and okay. I met some people there and then basically it was like a week later I had driven to LA and had an appointment and and it all took know. off from there I mean that's yeah. pretty amazing that you had such success so wh- yeah. why did you always what was it about porn that made you think like this is for me I want to do it um just 
the combination of sexual expression and openness and performing, you know, being an entertainer for me was like ideal because I'm a performer type. I was a theater nerd growing up. You were? Okay. Yeah. And I've always, I've always been very sexual. Um, and at the same time, when I was growing up, I didn't feel comfortable expressing myself sexually. And I really longed for a place and like a form to be able to do that. So for me, that's exactly what adult films does, right. you know. So when you say you've always, have you, you've always been sexual, you mean like from a young age you started masturbating or feeling? Or <laughs> I mean, like I always, I was always very curious about sex and it was something that, that I wanted to know about and I had really had so much curiosity. At the same time, I was like a late bloomer. I didn't actually have sex for the first time until I was 18. I had my right. first kiss at 17. Right, so. okay, so... Yeah, so it was all that for me. All the curiosity led to this kind of growing up with all this pent up, like, oh, I want to. You know. Was it because your family wasn't as open to it, or it was just more repressed? I guess everyone's. Yeah, the society's repressed. Like they're not teaching in school or not. <laughs> to be honest, that. it was kind of that. It's like I originally am from Minnesota, and I moved to Texas when I was like twelve. Okay. And uh, in Texas, they don't really do sex sex ed. No, it's just not really a thing. Right. So I didn't have any sex ed formally in school. Ever. Yeah, me neither. I went from Michigan. Uh, we didn't really do anything ever. Everything that I wanted to know about sex, no one was telling me. So I sought it out on my own. I would go to the library, and there was there was a late uh, a website that was really popular in the late '90s called Girl.com, like Girls Book with a U. Okay. And they published a book in I think it was like '98 or '99, and it was a girl's guide to life, and it had a whole chapter on sex, and it had like girls writing in with sex advice. They had doctors talking about sex advice, and it was to me very sex positive for right. Y- teenage girls and kind of in the way that like your podcast is and right. you know there's this whole kind of like sex education revolution right. happening right now I think so too I think that we just I, I've just been so passionate about it. I mean I always since I started the show but I just feel like now that I have these nieces young nieces and 14 and one's 12 and they're googling me which is a problem the 12 year old um but but it's like i just know that even my my sister was like how do we talk to like, this there's not a lot of information out there yeah. like how you talk to kids just been so passionate about lately that we just need and i think for women the key is like getting them to know like i didn't even master i didn't even occur to me i didn't even think of i didn't know to do it i wish that that it was taught for women to feel more empowered sexually that it wasn't about pleasing your partner it's about understanding right. your own body first and all that stuff so yeah, it's important yeah. stuff. So what? Um, so you do a variety of different kind of porn and styles and genres. So what's mm-hmm. your favorite one to style to work in? Oh, that's tough. Because um, I mean, like I said, I'm a theater nerd, so I love doing the the films that involve more acting, like parodies and feature length porn films. Um, I all, I mean, like I said, I also I love sex, and and that's a huge part of it, obviously. Right. So it. I don't. I honestly, I don't. I don't necessarily have like a favorite type of film or genre that I like to do. Is there anything that you're interested in doing or that you'd like to try that you haven't done yet, or like any kind of anything sexually unseen that you? In, oh, on there's camera? a lot. Yeah. If if I can speak graphically. Yes. Which, you yeah. can swear. Graphic. Come on. <laughs> sex with Emily. Like if you can't do it here. Yeah. Um. There's a lot that that. I have not done on camera that I've maybe done in my personal life, right. but I've kind of been holding out on camera because, well, for me, it's about, I, I really want a career and I want longevity. Right. So the longer I wait to do exactly. more Exactly. You want to blow your load, things. so to speak, right, right. early on. Yeah. I got it. So, yeah. but, but so far you're, um, you, you're happy with what, what you've been doing. Oh yeah. So far I've only done like what, what in the industry is like kind of straight, straight, boy girl sex you know and Are you I having do, a girl I do girl girl stuff okay but by boy girl sex I mean no no anal no like right 
multiple partners okay. or anything. I've done like two guys on film, and that's about as involved as I haven't done a gangbang okay. on film. Got it. But maybe. But I've done it in my future. personal life. Have you? Yeah. You had a gangbang in your personal How did that happen? A couple times. Okay, but how did that happen? A gangbang <laughs> in your personal life? Like, did you send out an Evite? Like, what? how does it work? Um, well, I'm married. My husband and I are swingers. So okay. that's that's really how. Um, I have guess I've had two formal, no, one formal gangbang and two, like, less formal ones that kind of just happened in a swinging s- scenario. Right, organic gangbang. Um, but the one that was actually formal was a like a birthday present from my husband like oh he my, arranged it oh and surprised God, me with like, that's amazing. with like six guys at our house <laughs> how does he, people are just like what your husband people don't understand that that can even exist that your husband but that's a swingers but that you would want to watch right. you because I this came up with someone recently she's like my husband keeps talking about wanting to have me have sex watch me have sex with someone and I just I mean they're not swingers they're very yeah. vanilla she's like but I just don't get it I'm like there's just some guys it turns them on it's their thing and, yeah. and, and it's just hard to it's like she's just kind of more conservative and just didn't get it but I think it's <laughs> awesome that you found the man for yeah. you that's down and with that it goes both ways with us like I, I'll watch him with, with other girls too and it's for us it's about I enjoy we enjoy giving each other the gift of experiencing someone else someone new and it's like he's having fun he's enjoying himself so that i enjoy that and it's right the same exactly you get pleasure because he's having pleasure uh-huh. and then and then you guys are also do like threesomes with other women and stuff absolutely you've been, okay one so of my been. favorite threesomes was actually with his ex-girlfriend seriously <laughs> yeah. she's People a really, really nice girl really, that's yeah. awesome and that, that okay so he got to hook up with his ex-girlfriend again too then yeah that's nice <laughs> so that's really funny that was your you're like i get why you like her because we both like the same guys so you guys probably got along well it makes sense totally it's a good yeah. way to like vet your your partners and stuff <laughs> so you consider so you're bisexual yes and so do you ever do you ever, are you ever with women on your own like without your husband yeah it it's i mean it's it's not like super frequent um but yeah definitely because yeah. you've had right i think i read some of the early on you were in just a a relationship with a woman right Exclusively. yeah yeah um well around the same time that i actually first decided i wanted to do adult films that was about six like a year after i started dating women um when i was 18 i decided to start dating women I, i'd always been attracted to women hadn't really explored it right and uh i identified as a lesbian as soon as i started dating women i was like wow i'm full-on lesbian and i identified that way um for almost four years and then toward the end of that four-year period i realized i was having attraction t- to men right again and so it was like no wait i guess i'm not i guess okay. I, I've, I've always been bisexual and you know when did you so know you were bisexual at what, at what age like was it a younger age that you thought that or was it when you got older that you started feeling more attracted to women it was at a younger age i mean the first time i knew i actually had a crush on a girl was like seven Wow. Okay. That's great. I mean, no, that's what yeah. a lot of people say. They, they knew. They knew at a young I age. I always had crushes on boys and girls at the same time. Like See, when I was that's in what makes sense. Camp. You're like in. You're like in the right place. Is there ever any time though when you're on camera, like beforehand? Do you meet the people beforehand before you go on camera with someone? Like, what if you're not that into them? Like, how do you get yourself into it? Turned on? Like, do you just fantasize or something else, or you're just like, this is my job. I'm getting paid. I'm going home. I'll be with my husband. Like, what do you do? Well, part of that is. Partially, it's not even an issue just because I've been in the industry for two and a half years now. Right. And it is it is a small world. So the majority of the time, I already at least know the person on some level. Right. Because you've all, it's all the yeah. same. Yeah. And, and usually if I don't know the person, um, I prefer to work with people that I've met like once before. Just because, you know, it's like, yeah. then, then I feel like if I if I haven't met them before, then I really talk to them before a scene well, and, have, and get a right? sense of. And is, yeah. is there a certain protocol that before the scene you do have to kind of say, this is what I'm into, this is what I'm not, oh, yeah. this is what goes. Oh, okay. yeah. That's that's kind of a, 
an unwritten common courtesy kind of thing of of porn is, you know, you ask your co-star, what are your likes? What are your your dislikes? What's off limits? Um, Just general boundaries. Right, exactly. So what's off limits do you say is off limits for you? Um, For me, it's really any... not that I'm not into pain, because there's a place, there's a time and a place for that. Like right. I, I can be into like a little bit of pain, a little bit of power play, but most of the time that's that's off the table for me, unless I'm really in the mindset for it. So right. that's one of those things. But okay, um, I really enjoy dirty talk. So for me, yeah, it's me I, I, I have more turn-ons than I have turn-offs. Right. So what's your turn-on? <laughs> so dirty talk is hot. Dirty talk is a huge one. You, um, do you love you like talking dirty and being talked dirty too as well, back mm-hmm. and forth. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Me absolutely. Too. How would you do, can you do like some impromptu dirty talk? How would you teach oh people? My oh my God, please. <laughs> I'm probably going to be too flustered to do like, that. I had a woman at a party caught, like the other week. She's like, pulls me aside. I never, this happens at parties. She's like, I hear what you do. And my new guy over there, he wants me to talk dirty. And I don't know how to start. She's like reading books. I'm like, you just kind of got to like talk about what's going on in the moment. For me, it's, it's just, it's like, that's why when you're like, can I do it now? Probably not. Because for right. me, it's so in the moment. Right. It's like. I pretty much just say whatever pops into right. my head. When right, I'm exactly. <laughs> well, it's true because for women too, not that all women are into it, but like the brain is our largest sex organ. Like we want to hear words. Like that's what really yeah. turned us on. And, and men too. But for, for women, I think especially a lot of us. Like a good place talk. to start, I think, is just telling the person, like verbally expressing what you're feeling. Right. Like, oh my God, that's so deep in my pussy. Like, right, exactly. Just tell just the guy that. what you're feeling. And it's use like, the word pussy, not vagina, right? <laughs> I've, I've used the word your, vagina. <laughs> right, but like you're deep in my vagina. Like you're like, what? Are we having like a gynecological exam? No, you want to say pussy. But but yeah, explain how you're feeling or what you yeah. want. Like I can't wait to have your cock inside me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what you do, people. You just start explaining what there you're you feeling go. in the moment. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. I love you all. I love my amazing team. Thank you, Ken, Michelle, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. All right, guys, here's a listener email I recently received. Hi, Emily, I'm a 38-year-old single mom who wants to get back on the dating scene, but I'm terrified. I've been dealing with bladder leakage and actually starting wearing pads every day just to feel safe. Between the leaking and the pads, I'm totally insecure about spontaneous intimacy with a new partner. How can I move past this? Oh, we hear this a lot, Jane, mm-hmm. right? A lot. I mean, you have to know this, Jane. This is true. And I didn't even know this till I got into this business. But first of all, she's not alone. It's an estimated that 40 million women use pads every day for bladder leaks. Mm. Women, adult women, young and old, with or without kids. And there's nothing to be ashamed of at all. But there are solutions. And it's not just pads. We love the Apex. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the deal. The Apex by Pormois is an affordable device that uses gentle electrostimulation to create an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Like it does your Kegels for you. You've done it, Jamie. You just like just lay, back, lay back. You lay back, you use it. And it, honestly, in a few weeks, doing it a few days a week, you will have a stronger pelvic floor and prevents the old sneeze and pee, if you know what I'm talking about. It also, side effect, bonus increases the strength and frequency of your orgasms yeah you'll notice definitely for sure (laughs) like i'm telling you you guys always know if you call in you're like how do i have stronger orgasms do your kegel exercises keep your pelvic force strong which will obviously make her want to get intimate again if you get the apex similar to the intensity which i have spoken about for years the apex delivers the same results but it's just not a vibrator 
It's not the rabbit vibrator. So it makes it the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation. Mm, mm. Awesome. How about that? So to start using an Apex and stop relying on pads, visit pourmoi.com slash Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily. <laughs> 